So, Rachel. Yeah? An accident with an experimental quantum probability field causes everyone on the USS Enterprise to break uncontrollably into song. Hooray! What do you think you're going to get? I think Uhura will be singing and translating. Mm. Chapel and Spock duet. How about Lan, Una, Mbenga and Ortegas as a barbershop quartet? <laughs> Dancing. People prancing down corridors singing and throwing things. Okay. Uh, well, my guesses are, I think we're going to find out which actors can actually sing. Mm -hmm. well, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think that there will be some entity that will try and communicate through song and is somehow trying to change the crew so that they can also communicate through song. Oh, yeah, that's good. Spapple will have some sort of sad ballad oh. together. And there will be a dance number, of course. If there isn't a dance number, somebody's getting punched. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> wherever oh, they Canada shoot Vancouver <laughs> yeah. punch some mothers let's get into it Rachel watches Star Trek communication officers log stardate 2398.3 Traveling in the far edges of the Alpha Quadrant, we have encountered an unusual phenomenon, a naturally occurring subspace fold. Lieutenant Spock posits it could be used to triple the speed of subspace communications in this sector, but his experiment requires so much computer power that the rest of the ship has to communicate. Hailing frequencies open, the old-fashioned way. Hello and welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. Hey, I'm Rachel Lackey. And I'm Chris Lackey. Psyched for this musical episode, guys. This episode is called Subspace Rhapsody and it's a musical. I see a little silhouette of a sp spaceship. <laughs> it's a scaramouche. It's a, just the Rhapsody part. This episode was written by Dana Horgan and Bill Walkoff. Horgan wrote the seasons Ad Astra per Aspera, and this is Walkoff's fourth Strange New Worlds episode. He wrote Those Old Scientists, which was one we really enjoyed. For this episode, we also have songwriters Tom Polche and Kay Hanley. Polche has composed for series including NCIS New Orleans, Jane the Virgin, and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Hanley's CV includes songs from Doc McStuffins. <laughs> Vampirina and DC Superhero Girls. Mm. They are both members of the alternative rock band Letters to Cleo, which had a 90s hit with a cover of I Want You to Want Me. So their only hit is a cover. Doesn't speak too well to their songwriting abilities well, then, yeah. is it? For things being catchy. This episode was directed by Dermot Downs. He directed The Tomorrow People, Doom Patrol, and episodes of most of the DC Arrowverse shows, including the musical episode of The Flash duet. Seen that one? No. I, oh, I thought you liked The Flash. I watched The Flash for the first, God, five seasons, and then it just got to be too much. Too much flashing? Yeah. Oh, God, those flashes. There's only so much of that you can see in there. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've seen a guy run really fast. Once you've seen a guy in a trench coat open it for five seasons. I don't think you understand what the show's about. All right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was perhaps the most lauded show to do a musical episode. Uh, but there's also been musical episodes of Fringe. I forgot about that. We watched oh Fringe. Uh, Psych. Oh, we've seen that as well. <laughs> yeah. Xena, Warrior Princess, Futurama, One Life to Live, Grey's Anatomy, Community, Transparent, and more. Also Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Glee, and Schmigadoon. Are, oh, yeah, which are purely yes. musical-based. That is what they are. They're musical shows. Yeah. And The Simpsons, that monorail episode, that was great. 
monorail. <laughs> That's all I can remember. But they were that that's, was a musical. That's all you need. <laughs> yep. Spock was or Leonard Nimoy was in that episode as well. Crossover. Yeah, like it's all connecting. But onto the show. Spock's stealing all the computer power for his experiment. So Uhura is manually routing calls like an old school operator. Her fingers fly over the controls as she skillfully connects everyone together. She's such a badass. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. Batel is visiting. Remember her? Pike's girlfriend? Who? Because who cares about their relationship? They seem too similar. There's no good yeah. dynamic in the relationship. I don't want dad to have a girlfriend anyway. He's, <laughs> he's just there to serve everyone else's needs. Right. <laughs> but also maybe put him with someone like Kira or even Dax. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Somebody that because he's a Boy Scout. You need somebody that's going to be sort of naughty and sort oh, of fun and wacky. Got a bit and... of a history or something to bring to the mix. I, Other than she wants to go to Vegas. <laughs> and watch some cool <laughs> stuff but i think too they're showing him being in a healthy or somewhat healthy relationship the the mm. drama of the relationship is well, you don't spend enough time with me well it's like yeah we're both starship captains how's that gonna work out Whatever. and all he wants to do is camp and she's not into camping oh, oh god don't marry her dude it's not gonna work you out. love your horse picnics if exactly. she's not into the horse picnics kick her out the door that's what you're supposed to do if someone doesn't like star trek though no, no, no. <laughs> Star Trek is a small facet of my life, and it's a fairly solitary activity. Yeah, you could still go on holiday with me somewhere we both liked, and you could watch Star Trek, and I could yeah. go for a walk in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> well, she's visiting. She wants Pike to take a vacation to Crevo with her, but he thinks it's too touristy. Um, and anyway, I might not be able to get away right now, he says. What's going on? Very cagey. What's very cagey? <laughs> what a great, I didn't even do it intentionally. Yeah, that's right. Just say if you want a horse picnic. Yeah, just I don't know what he's playing at. I, yeah, I guess it's because the relationship's a little on the rocks that he doesn't want to rock it anymore. Yeah. But he should rock it. Just rock be it honest. Out the door. Oh. Una and Laon are in the transporter room waiting for James Kirk. He's back again. Man, he can't get him <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> he must be a good singer. Uh, Kirk's captain has asked that they show him the ropes before his promotion to first officer. Una notices Laon has an energy. <laughs> Yeah, she says, you came in here hot. It's making me sweat, <laughs> which is one of her favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> Great job, Rebecca. It was, it's so funny. It's such a weird thing to say, but yeah. Kirk beams over and reminds Laon she still owes him that drink. Busted. Now Una knows. Yeah, she gives her a look. A flustered Laon leads Kirk off before realizing she's going the wrong way and turning around. Oh, dear, it's really thrown her, hasn't it? It has this. thrown her. God, what a complex set of emotions. In sickbay, Ortegas is with Chapel as she agonizes over opening a message from Dr. Corby. What if it's another rejection? She gets up the courage to look, and of course, she got in. To the fellowship. And then she realizes, oh, I have to talk to Spock. Our serious love lawn Spock is in engineering with Uhura. If his experiment works, it could result in near instantaneous communications across thousands of light years. Mm. Ooh, nice concept. If, if it could work. But so far, all of the attempts to send a message through the subspace fold have failed. Palia hears Uhura humming a tune and asks if they've considered sending music through. She chooses, anything goes. The rift suddenly reacts, sending a wave rippling through the ship that people can actually feel as it passes through them. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I can't wait to hear Uhura sing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe it's given us a little indication that anything goes from now on. Oh, boy. God knows. Like Anything goes. <laughs> anything goes. Off your trousers. Pike steps onto the bridge after being hit by the wave himself. And we get this. 
Winston Ahura, are you patched into comms? Aye, sir. I need a full status report, all stations. Apologies. Reporting from engineering first, sir. Mr. Spock? The intermix chamber and containment field are stable. I'll get to the war core and assess its state when I'm able. Why? Where's that music coming from? Not from anywhere on the ship. Apologies, the most confounding thing I appear to be singing. I have sick bay for you, sir. Most unusual, so peculiar. Confirm there no injuries, just a daily mundane. A headache, a splinter, a left ankle sprain. It's happening again. Why are we singing? Apologies, the most confounding thing We appear to be singing Most unusual, so peculiar Who cares why? It's a musical! <laughs> Hooray! As I said, I love the music. I just think it's so beautifully layered and it, it changes as La'an comes on to be a more tense kind of atmosphere to the music. And I think this one is quite catchy, actually. Maybe not for you, but I've, 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 <laughs> I've watched my, it twice my, now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I like this song, but they don't really apologise on in Star Trek or say thank you because it's redundant. Right. Yeah. So it's odd that they're saying it so much right. and they really are just singing about what they're doing so it's show and tell yeah ortegas i'm at the helm i'm flying the ship yeah, right. you know and she's great yeah you can tell she's musical theater background because she's moving in a lyrical way with the music even though she's stuck at a console yeah but basically they're just saying i'm sorry i'm singing i'm flying the ship <laughs> i'm walking down a corridor yeah it's not serving any function is it it's true yeah it's and fairly entertaining though so that's enough Ashley Lee in the LA Times said the opening number titled Status Report was so strong, a perfect example of, of musicalizing a familiar routine of the world. Think opening up from Waitress or Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray. Yeah, but those introduce you to the world and to the characters. But we already know it. As does Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors. We yeah. already know them. We already know it. And they're not telling us anything. No. But how could they? Because we know this show. Yeah. <laughs> Should they not have done that? Yeah. Was that a mistake? I don't yeah. know. Well, it it turns out later that the music is revealing people's inner thoughts. So rather than having them say, I fly the ship, I'm at the helm, Ortegas could be saying, I feel really insecure or something. Yeah. So you actually get some more information. Hmm. Ortegas, Una, Laan, and even Kirk all musically check in before we get the Strange New Worlds theme tune sung by chorus. Yeah, which you skipped again. I was like, oh, go I back. I always thought it had a chorus in it. Well, you wouldn't know because you always skip it. No, but no, I it was purely, it. you know, barbershop style done. It was nice. It's a nice start to it. I'm happy so far. Meaning time. Lon reports that there are musical outbreaks across all decks. Spock believes the song that they transmitted into the rift created a resonant frequency that dislodged a quantum uncertainty field, <laughs> an area of space where quantum uncertainties collapse so rapidly and randomly that new realities are created. And one of those is a musical reality. Yay, and Lan's probably hoping one of them is a cook, is in love with her own reality. <laughs> 
What next, Lon asks. Well, poof into bunnies? Spock confirms it will be more singing. They are tethered to the musical improbability field, and if they try to fly out, they'll likely make it wider. Mm, the bunnies is apparently a reference to the Buffy episode because one of the characters, her greatest fear is that bunnies are going to take over and she has a little <laughs> kind of rock solo about how terrifying that would be. Oh, you just watched that. Yeah. I just watched that episode. Yeah. yeah. This is one of our star trek meetings mm -hmm. but in buffy one of the first songs is a meeting where they all present their theories about what might be causing this singing mm -hmm. but they do it as a song oh, right. it's a missed opportunity here yes that they could be conveying information in song rather than stopping singing for a while and then restarting the story as they often seem to do in this episode well you can't have singing all the way through because that would be a lot of work and money and time yeah. there are limitations yes with the television production schedule of what you can do and we'll talk about some of the things that they had a chance on in this, obviously. <laughs> Another thing they do in this section, this meeting here, is they say that people across the ship are experiencing it too. Whereas in Buffy, the way they convey it is, I wonder if it's just us. They look out the window and there's about 15 people with their dry cleaning singing They Got the Mustard Out. Just for like five or ten seconds yeah. and doing a Broadway style dance. That's brilliant, that, yeah. because that's funny and yeah. immediately tells you what's going on in an entertaining way. Absolutely. So the simulation they're doing of what's going on, it looks like a zipper opening with them, the ship, at the, as the sort of bitty pole of the zipper. Mm -hmm. Pike asks, can we close it like a zipper? Spock is on it and Kirk swoons. Swoons. <laughs> he expresses his admiration oh, of for, Spock. Oh, for Spock. Kirk and Una are in the Jeffrey's tubes, making modifications to the ship's systems for the zipper beam. They start talking about leadership, which causes Una to burst into song about connecting with your crew and being authentically you. As she sings, Una reveals that in another life, she could see herself up on stage singing Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> what? So bizarre. Okay. It's a pretty sweet song. Yeah. They're not dancers, but they give it a go, they do which give is it a quite go. charming, actually. Mm -hmm. Lurk's a bit trite. Feels like Una's character is ricocheting around all over the place this season. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, <laughs> quite nice. I liked it. It's got a very classic musical feel to it. And I love at the end, they do a little nod, which is a reference to Jane and Michael Banks. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that Mary yeah. Poppins song, you know. <laughs> That's, yes, uh, if anyone true. cares. <laughs> I care. Laanne skulks around watching them sadly. And then in her room, she sings about how she struggles to be vulnerable. She holds the watch that she and the alternative timeline Jim Kirk used to track down the reactor and imagines what could have been with him. Kind of goes into a dream sequence with them in bed together. She's wondering whether time could repeat itself with this Jim Kirk if she could only let go. And here's part of it. In This is very moving. She's a great singer. Yeah. She's a wonderful actress and she's staying true to the character of Lan. Yeah. Very uptight. Yeah. 
restrained, but, but still tearful. Stuff's peeking out and slipping out. It's, I thought she's great. And mm. I really, I was into it and I bought it. It was too restrained for me. I think she was trying to present two different halves of her. One that wishes to be free and vulnerable. And then one who says, who am I kidding? That could never happen. And then she kind of says, but I was with him. But who am I kidding? No, that never happened. Yeah. So there should have been a difference in her expressiveness physically, those two sides of her. I bet she's a pretty good dancer. Reckon she could have been way more expressive in the imagining being free part. Right. Whereas it was just watching somebody do it as though they were saying it for ages. It might be difficult to convey those intense emotions in the Holy Beth of Tears and dancing. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It I, doesn't have to be choreography, but it could have been a moving to the music sure. or an expressiveness bodily. Like Ortegas was doing. You know, like, like Ortegas was yeah. doing. Why didn't they give her more to do? She I had about know. two lines. Lon tells Pike that people are revealing highly sensitive information when they're singing. Pike doesn't seem to take the possibility that their emotions might represent a security threat seriously. But in any case, hopefully, this whole thing will be fixed before it becomes a problem. <laughs> so is Lon saying it'll be a security threat because she's scared of revealing herself? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> right. But it's true. Mm, who too? If they just well, tell everything to the Klingons or something. Or anybody on board or levels of information and security or if somebody's dealing with like you're a therapist and like oh i've got a client that i've really worried about i'm gonna sing about it it's Mm -hmm. like no you're not supposed to sing about that there's lots of things that people shouldn't be sharing yeah and they don't seem to be able to stop or go to a different room the kirk brothers are making final adjustments to route the zipper beam into the deflector dish complete with their usual sibling bickering i think Sam Kirk's mustache really works <laughs> for him. I knew you were going to say that. It really does. The he's, be- he's an attractive like, guy. Well, usually mustaches are not great, but... Yeah, but then... But if it works for him. We all thought the ears on Spock were what was really making him so hot. Then he loses the ears and everybody falls over <laughs> everybody, in passion. Everybody. <laughs> the rift begins to close, but then it surges back open. Battelle skypes into the bridge and starts singing about wanting a private conversation about their canceled vacation. <laughs> this one's awkward. But not in the way they intended. No. Pike realizes what's going on, but he can't stop singing about how much Patel means to him in front of the crew. I did enjoy him passionately dropping to his knees. That was good. Anson kind of manages to keep tongue in cheek. Yes. In some of these scenes, which it needs. Yeah. It's a bit earnest. He doesn't strike me as a particularly good singer. He's got a gravelly, quite He's okay. He's not one of those guys that when he starts singing, you're like, oh, man. Oh, hell no. He's doing it. (laughs) Spock informs him that the improbability field is expanding across the subspace network to the entirety of Starfleet. Oh, no. Meeting time. Uhura has a theory about why they're confessing their innermost feelings. They're following the rules of musicals. They sing when their emotions are so heightened that words won't do. And those emotions overwhelm their capacity for rational thinking. Mm -hmm. That's why they can't. Yeah. Stop. I think we should blow it up, concludes Pike. <laughs> so, so he's obviously holding back stuff yeah. about his girlfriend uh-huh. or what other stuff. I don't know. Maybe he knows something well, he knows about his, next episode. His future well, as well. He yeah. knows he dies or oh, he gets yeah. in the accident and all that stuff happens. And He doesn't feel that. Don't want to focus on that. Can't sing about that. He's not supposed to, you know, space time continuum. All right. So nobody else is supposed to know he knows. Surprisingly, Spock says blowing it up might work. A matter-antimatter explosion could untether the Enterprise from the fold. And since they're the focal point, it would disconnect everyone else too. But they should run a test first. 
Good idea.、Mm. Lan has an idea, and Kirk finishes her sentence. Cheeky.、Uh-huh. They could isolate and beam aboard subatomic particles from the rift, and they'll do it together. Oh, Lan realizes she should just tell Kirk whilst she's in control, rather than wait until. She starts singing and blurts、mm. it out. This prompts Una to launch into a number about keeping secrets. Sometimes she wishes she hadn't learned to be so good at it. They're giving Rebecca a lot of songs,、yeah. and though her performance is lovely, I'm just not really、mm. buying it. Yeah. Did you? Did she just put her hand up every time someone said, "Who wants this song?" <laughs> I don't know. Lon and Kirk work together to beam the particles aboard and transfer them to Spock. Lon is about to confess her secret to Kirk when the ship is shaken by an explosion. The tests. On the tiny sample, nearly blew up engineering. Firing on the fold would be devastating. Good job they tested. Yes. There's an incoming hail. It's a Klingon vessel. General Garkog appears on the screen. If he seems familiar, it's because he's played by Hammer actor Bruce Hork. He's back. Oh yay! I no, I didn't think he was familiar. <laughs> yeah, how could he be? <laughs> the improbability field has already hit the Klingons, which should be fun. Yeah. Can't wait for some Klingon opera or whatever. Yeah. Garcog tells them they have located the abominable source of their disorder and will destroy it immediately.、Uh, they don't go into what that is. <laughs> He goes the source of our dishonor. Like, well, what did they do? It's them singing, presumably, <laughs> isn't it? So, yeah, <laughs> and saying how they feel,、uh-huh. which I would like to see a lot more of. So they're coming to fire on the fold and will res- and will reach it in two hours. And now they're not going to answer the hails anymore. Big danger. Everyone's going to get blown up.、Oh, you know,、yeah. the stakes are high. Yes. Wish we could cut to the Klingon ship and see what's going on. It makes me think of there was a Lower Decks episode where they showed Lower Decks on a Vulcan ship, a Klingon ship,、oh. and a Romulan ship. <laughs> oh right. So they had the different characters, and it was、yeah. it was pretty funny and interesting as well. So they've got to stop the Klingons before they inadvertently destroy the Federation and half the Klingon Empire. Laurk and Uhurok are on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Uhurok. God, study the frequencies when a song begins. If they can find a pattern, they might be able to generate an improbability-breaking event. We need to wait until someone feels overwhelming emotion. Ohura says as they enter the bar and sees Chapel celebrating with Ortegas and Sam Kirk. You know, like that. That is ice cold, Chapel. You've told some of your friends, and you're having a glass of champagne in plain sight in the bar before you've even told Spock.、Oof. She's being a right bitch in this episode. She is. It's fine to be ambitious. No problem that she's taken the fellowship. Yeah. Great that she's happy. Why is she ignoring him? Communicate. So disrespectful. It's so mean and cruel. Obviously, what she's trying to do is clean break, and she's being a jerk to him.、Oh. So that that's. Which is the worst thing you can do to a person? Don't be ghosting. You'd work together. That's even worse than ghosting. But now we understand why Spock throws soup at her later. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing that from Rafe because、yeah. it's true, and that makes me、uh, enjoy the episode more to know that they're actually setting it up to make sense with TOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spock congratulates Chapel on her successful application for the fellowship, but he's curious as to why she didn't inform him. Was it an oversight or intentional? Oh! This kicks off a big number for Chapel, all about how her future is now wide open with this wonderful opportunity, and she's ready for it. And if she has to leave Spock behind, then so be it.、Oh, Spock walks out. Yikes! Screw、he's、you, so, Chapel! I know he's such a clear communicator. Yeah. So I'm just curious. I mean, he also feels right totally hurt and gutted, but just asking a simple question. And then she just sings about how jazzed she is that、yeah. she's got this thing. Nothing、yeah. about him whatsoever. Selfish. It's a cool number. She sings really well. Lovely music.、Yeah. Bit of choreography in this one as well. 
she's getting lifted up and different camera mm -hmm. angles and everybody else is like dancing in the bar just like jigging back and forth or whatever yeah. but everything that she's saying we already know we saw her get the acceptance letter and be really psyched about it yeah but so what is it adding i think what it adds is like her cruelty yes just she, callous she's just yeah and it's like oh this is she's not the person i thought she was she's mean there's a song in the buffy episode that i really liked between the people who were getting married i don't know what their yeah. names are and sander and anya and they keep going on about how I'll never tell. So they're saying how they actually feel towards each other and the things that irritate each other, how they're scared that the marriage isn't going to work oh, out. Yeah. But then they keep coming back to, but I'll never tell because I love him and I don't want right. to um, spoil anything. And she's a demon or something, is she? Yeah, it kind yeah. of reveals in the song. She was a demon, yeah. And yeah. She got made into a human. Oh, right. Okay. And but then there's choreography. And I've never seen that show before. It told me everything I needed to know about that relationship and yeah. those characters. Whereas this one is just one note. It's just, I'm excited yeah. about my life opening up. And that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. like love is an open door from Frozen. But that's a getting to know you falling in love song. This one is just... I'm free. Meanwhile, Lon finally decides to tell Kirk her secret before she blurts it all out in a sea shanty. <laughs> I like that. Like you really see me. I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel the connection to. When you first called me, I felt like I knew you. But I'm not that James Kirk. Of course, it was inappropriate. No, Lon, you don't understand my... My life is complicated. Not time travel complicated, but I'm in a relationship. A sometimes relationship, and right now is one of those times in a very real way. Oh my God, if I'd have known, well, I'd- How I... could you have? I actually think you'd like Carol. You're both <laughs> dedicated to your jobs intensely. She's a scientist on Starbase One. Paul on. Yeah. This is why you check out whether somebody's attached before you do the big confession. <laughs> and so he's been holding that back, hasn't he? Never mentioned that. Well, I mean, but you're having a drink with somebody does feel a little yes. datey. Yes. It could be friendly because I guess mm. he does hang out with guys too and it's not... He's one of those flirty people and it's not always intended. Yes. As, but then again, some people like to be desired. That's why mm -hmm. they withhold the information that they're attached to somebody. So now our heart's broken again. So that's awful. Yeah. And he's talking about David from Wrath of Khan, did you say? Yes, Wrath of yeah. Khan, and he gets killed in Star Trek Three. It's oh, for Spock. Come on. It's too much sadness for a musical. <laughs> Uhura finds Spock in engineering, analyzing the data she gathered on Chapel's song. Oh, that's harsh to make him go through that. Yeah. But he can't find a pattern. And he didn't expect her to end their relationship so definitively. Yeah. He sees her logic, but he's hurt. And he bursts into a song that, opens the same way that hers did and kind of mirrors it musically, but it's got the opposite feeling to it. Mm -hmm. He's great. Yeah. You think he was auto-tuned quite a bit. I'm I? pretty sure. Uh, I thought it was mostly him. It's, Some of the notes maybe needed a bit of help. It sounded pretty auto-tuny in a couple points. Yeah. He's got a nice voice from what we could hear. Keen audio <laughs> <you>? ears. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Again, love the music, but the lyrics are not doing it for me. Yeah. Calculus rhymed with I'm the X. It's just not how sure. he'd talk. Yeah. Spock apologizes to Hura and then leaves her alone in engineering. And she gets hit with her own song finally mm -hmm. as she searches for a pattern. Going on about her dead parents, losing Hemet. We know all this, girl. Yeah. 
it's a summary I guess her life has been spent connecting people to one another but she keeps losing the ones she cares about and ends up on her own okay so that's that connection is new and we get this great singer she really blends the style of strange new worlds with the style of a musical so well so that would be in cheesy I, I know you enjoyed the buffy episode yeah i wonder if you enjoyed it because you don't don't know, know it exactly so it's teaching me about the characters where i i already know them now. here yeah. so maybe if you didn't watch the show and you watched this episode you would have liked it more yes i haven't seen many tv musical episodes no. But in a, generally in a musical, they're telling you the stories through the songs because you don't know these yeah. characters yet or what their world is like. I, Whereas this, we've had them for two seasons. Yeah. And I remember really liking Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. I thought that was a really funny show. And the musical stuff they did were, was pretty clever. Most of the songs mm. were silly. Yeah. And yeah. It's easier to do one when yeah. you're tongue in cheek and it's silly. Yeah. Like the first half of the Buffy one. This, but, they've decided to go pretty earnest. They have. With it. To make it harder on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very charming, this song with Ahura. Bit frustrated that it took so long to get to her though. Yes. As well as seeing the pattern of her own life, she also finds a pattern in the rift. Yay. In the briefing room, Ahura explains that every time someone sings, the improbability field spikes. And if they can get it to spike at 344 giga electron volts, it will shatter the field. Mm-hmm. Pike asks how they do that, as two more Klingon battlecruisers have joined the approaching Klingons. Yay, they're going to need the Klingons to sing as well. Can't wait. Ahura noticed that when she backed up Chapel's singing earlier, the spike was larger. They need to get the whole crew singing together in a grand finale full of melodies and harmonies. Spock says this would be challenging since the song cannot be triggered without an emotional purpose. Sounds like a job for our communications officer, says Pike. Mm -hmm. You see the connections between us? Help them feel the way they need to to sing. On the bridge, Pike cues up Uhura. The improbability field is up on the monitor as she starts to sing about the crew's bond, their shared purpose. They all start to join in. Dance routines finally break out in the corridors. I've not seen those characters before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even the Kirk brothers sing together. But they still can't get to the magic 344 giga electron volts as the Klingon battle cruisers close in. More singing, more voices. Help the Klingons, Uhura. Why have you? Why are you only calling us when you got your dramas? One of these days we will pay you, we'll stay you. Gonna draw your last breath at the end of my class. Eternal torture is every Klingon dream. You know what I mean. Make up a scream. We know our purpose. We know our purpose. To throw 
short, that bit with the Klingons. Oh, there needed to be lots more of that. The K, the K and K-pop standing for Klingons. Great. And they've got these sparkly golden armor things on doing dance, boy band dancing. Oh, it was so good. Come on. The Enterprise and three Klingon vessels do some lovely synchronized spinning in space. Oh, dancing ships. And the crew strike a pose as the music crescendos. And uh, I can tell from the way Lan poses that she's a good dancer. I feel like I've been ripped off. <laughs> she's extending those lines, you know. Yes. Uh, the monitor shows three, four, four giga electron bolts and the rift vanishes in a firework-like explosion. Hooray! The crew laugh and celebrate as the TOS Star Trek theme plays like a curtain call music. Oh, that was lovely. I did like that. And I can't remember which interview, but someone was suggesting that's how the theme tune was created. <laughs> in this <laughs> scenario <laughs> uh, amid the celebration Spock comes face to face with Chapel she says nothing cold as ice come on Pike tells Uhura to hail the Klingons they have some fences to mend then has a little boogie with Palia <laughs> it wasn't their fault that the Klingons ended up doing singing and dancing was it well they opened the thing they did cause and the they rift they made it worse and yeah, yeah so. right. later in the bar Lon tells Una that she told Kirk the truth it was hard and it hurt but she's glad she took the chance and wonders, maybe she could be someone that takes chances more often. Gosh, I thought that would have shut her back up like a steel trap. How did that teach her that she should be more vulnerable more often? My goodness. Next well, time, just send Una to ask if he's got a girlfriend. Well, yeah, but she knows. Yeah, it's better to know because she can settle it in her heart now. Let's wrap up Pike's storyline. He's cooking Battelle an apology dinner. She says they need to be honest and trust each other, even about the little things like hating a vacation de destination. Though they're going to have longer to plan their trip because Starfleet's just assigned her a priority one mission. I wonder what that's going to be, is yeah. that? A season finale. When she's back, they can go somewhere, but no camping unless there's room service. They seal it with a kiss. I just uh, don't think they're meant to be. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Did we really need to resolve that arc? Nah. No. And we end the musical spectacular as we started it with Uhura's log. Concepts. The possibility of near instantaneous communications across thousands of light years. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll find that sometime later. Do they find that? Well, they do have really good subspace communication so maybe they do yeah and yeah. what about discoveries mycelial network that doesn't get touched oh. obviously at all <laughs> gotta leave that we had a quantum uncertainty field which is just kind of their way of saying anything goes yeah <laughs> and found out chapel's real deadbeat girlfriend what a jerk you know she was traumatized in the last episode so could kind of understand why she was shutting down from spock now she's full of joys of spring got this great opportunity and being a real yeah, jag about it yeah Using mass singing to save the day was really nice. They had to lean into cool. it, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else is there in concept? Not much, Kinda really. Light. Yeah, it that's was, okay. It's just excuse for singing, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, for concepts, I I don't hate to do this. I don't think there's much really in concepts. It was just kind of an excuse to have some singing. So it could have been anything—an infection, an alien sure. doing it, anything. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a four. I'll go six. Entertainment. The K-pop Klingons, nice. Funny, if not hilarious. Right. Bit short. Mm -hmm. Seems like a missed opportunity oh not to show us what was going on on the Klingon ship. Yeah. Uh, weird combo of understated and earnest screen acting where they use their bodies functionally to carry out yeah. uh, tasks or walk, never expressively, and then the musical style singing. So you've got these big power ballads and people are just standing there mm -hmm. or they're moving their faces as though they're talking it. I imagine they were directed to do it that way. All the actors wanted to stay true to their characters. 
The only thing that's different is I'm singing. I'm not moving differently. Well, it's different camera setups and there's Mm. a real science to television production. So they had to probably stick to that. And that limited their ability to perform. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. You move your head and shoulders, can't you? Well, yeah, you can. But I guess they're not (laughs) thinking that way. Yeah. Unlike Ortegas. And then we had La'an trying to show she's holding back, being repressed. But I found it just kind of frustrating and distancing that she never got there. Even in her song, people can be who they want to be or another side of themselves in a song. Nobody's watching. Yeah. And then I guess they didn't have time to rehearse dances. That does take a long time to get sharp. Sure does, yeah. Another tease was having Uhura not sing for the first two thirds of the episode. Sorry. <laughs> I just I'm wanted so it to be the perfect musical episode. I didn't care that they were trying to use it as a culmination of all these people's arcs. Yeah. <laughs> so it had to be an Una and a Lan yeah, heavy sure. episode. Mm-hmm. Romaine was funny and charming. Nice voice. Not a dancer, but it was sweet mm-hmm. anyway. Too many songs for her, though. The Connect to Your Truth had a nice classic musical style, but most of the songs felt more contemporary. Lan's song about releasing a vulnerability reminded me of Defying Gravity from Wicked. I'm Uh, sure there's a lot of more songs with that kind of theme. Mm -hmm. It is a little bit like those kind of finding myself searching for something songs. You know, those songs where it's this is who I am, but I wish I could be this and I'm searching. It's like I am Moana. Let it go. Somewhere that's green. Part of your world. Yeah. Essentially the same song from I, Little Mermaid. I, I wish for this. This is what I want. This is what yeah. I wish for. Yeah. yeah. And those are the classic songs that really, mm-hmm. for me, get me in the heart yeah. and tell about the character. Fantastic music. Amazing harmonies. Really great harmonies they got out of the cast who are mostly non-singers. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics were too obvious, kind of trite or rushed. Didn't always move the story forward or give us new insight into the character. And if they're not going to do that, then they need to be fantastically entertaining. Yeah. And usually that involves some dancing the lyricist Hanley is written for kids shows so maybe that's why they're a little less complex than yeah. i'd like them to be yeah. although my little pony teen titans and spongebob have all got some classic songs they do really catchy but maybe not moving earnest yeah. heartfelt ones yeah, yeah. Uh, goldman told variety the truth is it goes all the way back to season one of star trek picard we were sitting there on set and co-showrunner michael chabon and i were talking about a musical episode and chabon goes oh i know lynn manuel Miranda. That's <laughs> who so everyone goes to. And to Michelle, get a musical made. Of course, yeah. And Michelle Heard was there and was like, oh my God, call him. And so he did. Three days later, uh, Michael came back and said, did you call him? And he goes, yeah, I did. He didn't call me back. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so they gave up on the They idea. just gave up on it. Yeah, you got to get the right songwriters in there. How did high expectations factor into it? Of course, I was expecting to love this episode. Sure. I think it might have been more enjoyable for people who don't watch a lot of classic musicals, as well as maybe for people who don't know the show very well. Yeah. Although it's been pretty universally loved, this episode. Oh, I yeah. Fa- I haven't found a criticism of it. Mm-hmm. Where were my costume changes, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> All a bit somber, which subverts expectations, but for me just kind of lets down expectations. Sure, I understand. <laughs> From Variety, making sure that the tone of the episode was more melancholy than humorous was something that kept Myers awake in the wee hours. He said, that's what people won't expect from this. They'll come in thinking it's going to be funny. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Why? I say yes, yes, yes. (laughs) He said, these have to have moments. They have to be about real character things. But that's not mutually exclusive, dude. Take somewhere that's green. She's talking about her longing. For plastic furniture. And And it's so funny because, yeah, she doesn't realize what she's she's longing for is so basic. It's so basic, which makes it even more sad. Yeah. Yeah, God, that song's, oh, it's so good. Gut-wrenching. 
The show's creators were set on making sure this episode wasn't just a throwaway one. As Akiva Goldman confirmed, it was planned that all the arcs would come to a head in episode 9. Then we decided it would also be a musical, and, in a weird way, that made it better. We had obligations to these character stories. Yeah, okay. It makes much more sense knowing that, that they needed to have this as the culmination of all of those yeah. things they'd already established. They couldn't then start focusing on different storylines just because it would work with a musical. Oscar-winning choreographer Roberto Campanella called the episode the best, most fun project I ever worked on. Wow. How they did anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, he worked on it for about an hour. So there you go. I wanted to make sure it stayed true to Star Trek and not be constantly winking at other musicals. Ooh. I guess there's one moment, a tribute to West Side Story, where the dancers run towards the camera in the finale. Mm. But other than that, I wasn't trying to reference anything. I let my experience dictate where we were going physically. You slacker. Uh, although Chapel's number had some lifts and lovely camera work and people dancing rhythmically and right. where people are placed in the scene is a form of choreography but yeah. more more director dermot down spoke about the doubts the creative team had about the klingon k-pop number there were a couple of people that were nervous we were jumping the shark with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please jump it more yeah tenda geek called this episode silly heartfelt and perhaps the most fun the show's ever been mm, i don't know about that mm, yeah an hour that's Spark over a muck Spock amok, thank you very much. An hour that's over-the-top entertainment, yes, but one that's also full of deep-seated and necessary truths, giving it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Even the sometimes star-stingy Jammers reviews found the episode delightful, a swing for the fences that connects and runs an emotional gamut I was not expecting. Awards today, 3.5 out of 4 stars. Yeah, um, there's so many brilliant things about this show and generally it's very entertaining, beautiful, beautifully acted. Again, loved the music disappointments in other areas i'm gonna give it a seven yeah seven's about right i liked it i liked that they were going for it i could have been better in a lot of different ways so it's a little disappointing for me as well but you know it's so hard to do something like this well i yeah, get that if you've like look we only have this certain amount of time and if we were going to do a musical we got to do it right we got to put a budget in it. we got to have people mm. doing choreography we got to like really yes. sell it and yeah. i felt like that they did the best they could with what they had which maybe would be reason enough not to do it, in my opinion. But I still give, I'm giving it a seven. So good yeah, job. Yeah. Good job. Sexiness. Singing is sexy to me. So yes, all those bright eyes and teeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so sad how Chapel's treating Spock oh. and just made me, made me very uncomfortable with her. Yeah. Laanne's unrequited love. Their chemistry was better in this episode, mm -hmm. kind of sadly. All a bit of a tease though, not having anyone dancing. So 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. Stupid experts? Everyone working hard with their own expertise to solve it. I don't know if Chapel would really be that immature. And nobody has a word with her. I, no, I like it. I feel like I've known girls that like that before. That Gosh. just kind of just, just turn on you. And they're oh. just like, really, like, you don't mean anything to them. And that's just the way of breaking up with people. Because you can't do goodbyes. Yeah. Mmm, yowzers. So I guess it's a zero. It's not. Your guesses? Uhura singing and translating, yes. Mm -hmm. Chapel and Spock duet, mm -hmm. no, because she shut him out. Yeah. They did both individually sing about the same thing. La Anne, Una, Mbenga and Ortega's barbershop quartet, no. no. Didn't have much from Mbenga, apparently. No. He's either can't sing or isn't yeah. confident. To. Yeah, yeah. Would have liked more Ortega's though. Yeah. Dancing, a bit. Prancing mm -hmm. down corridors, singing, yes. And yeah. throwing stuff, no. 
yeah, I said we're going to find out which actors can sing. I think we did. Uh, I think that there was going to be an entity that never happened. Spapple never had that sad ballad together. Mm. I thought there would be like a suddenly Seymour kind of thing, but no. Yeah. Uh, there was kind of a dance number, but it was pretty low rent, but I'll give myself a point for that. Uh <laughs> And I guess nobody's getting punched. I guess there was enough dance. <laughs> there was enough dancing no needed. To, to stop the violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Spapple could have sung about their relationship, what it had meant to them, or one of them saying one thing, but you can tell they mean another, just some layers to it. Have them connect, have yeah. them doing it separately. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks all for listening to that. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> are, <laughs> Rachel, you, are you surprised? Rachel <laughs> was un- unleashed. <laughs> You were I you was, had a lot of opinions about this episode. I love it. I. I love it. You're very passionate. And it's, <laughs> it's very exciting and and sexy to see. Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, I want to thank Rafe Ball. Speaking of sexy, I want to think of Rafe Ball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing he's ever heard. <laughs> uh, for all of his hard work, uh, he helps us with our scripts. He helps us with our production. Thank you so much to our beautiful patrons. Thank you all for supporting our show. And with that, I'm Rachel Lackey. I'm Chris Lackey and you've been listening to Rachel Watches Star Trek. Star Trek!